All right, Adrian, top of the morning to you. Thank you, Pat. We've got what's becoming, honestly, I don't know about you, but some of my favorite sessions, which are just, you know, questions from callers, if you will. You know, people that Yeah, absolutely. Maybe comments. that's what we should do. We should we should change to a call-in format. That would be great. We could do the could be the love lines of the CrossFit world. That would be amazing, actually. I'll have to, <laughs> have to scribble that down somewhere for future reference. So today's topic, it came from a comment posted on the BTWB YouTube channel under Very Not Random episode 53. It's from Charlie B. And here's what Charlie has to say. Old Charlie B. Uh, let's see. I'm 46 year old male who started CrossFit three years ago and I've loved it. I'm still in the glory days. Lots of PRs and development of new skills. I've set a goal of qualifying for the quarterfinals in the next few years. Oh, I have a right garage. On. Yeah, very cool. I have a garage gym with enough to load the barbell to 315 pounds. My one rep max deadlift is likely substantially higher since I can do 10 reps at 315 pounds. I mentioned this to a friend, a non-crossfitter, who has a degree and teaches kinesiology. I was considering getting more weight. He asked, what's the value of somebody your age ever doing a one rep max? I would worry that the injury risk exceeds the benefit. What do you guys think? Well, I think the it's maybe a little cliche because I usually lead with something of this nature. But first thing, 46 years old, put them out to pasture. That's it. <laughs> How dare you? Not, <laughs> no room for challenge in your life anymore. It's, it's all downhill. You're on the no, downhill spiral. Yeah. Um, I can give the simple answer on this, which is, yes, I think that there's room for people at all ages to approach their max. Now, a little more complex in that is what do you mean by one rep max? Because there are kind of a range <laughs> of one rep max experiences. There is the one rep max on one side of the spectrum, which is I have trained my butt off and I am prepped and I've put weeks and weeks and weeks into this and I have done everything possible to try to attempt like a lifetime PR. And under those conditions, a it's going to be PR. Yes, a <laughs> Titanic effort that is not likely to be replicated maybe ever again. Mm -hmm. But those are rare. And over the course of your lifting career, you're not going to have too many of those, especially I would argue starting a little bit later in life. So if we go to the other end of the spectrum, just your everyday want to get better, looking to be healthy and fit, those one rep maxes. Those are the ones that you take your time warming up, you go through some ramp up sets, you get good and comfortable with the load, you start inching it up, you take a look at what you've done in the past and you try to go just beyond that. That's a different scenario, completely different lifts, even though the number on paper is identical. And so if we're talking one rep max, I'm pushing the bounds of what I've done in the past in a way that is, um, you know, indicative of what I am currently capable of. Uh, no, I don't see any problem there. If we're talking about lifetime PR, I'm trying to really sell the farm. I'm like, yeah, those have to be special occasions and they should be treated as such and approached as such. So that's my first question is what are we talking about here? Yeah. One rep funny. lifetime or one rep training? I have, I had that, uh, 
basically scratch down as well. But you know, my I guess my my precursor is I don't even know if we have to say it. I'm just today's day and age, you never know. <laughs> Obviously, consult your physician. Right? And the only reason, oh, boy, the only, yeah. only reason I say that is there's somebody at uh, Lynchman. She went to the doctor, and she wound up having like some issue with her heart valve. And her doctor, uh, God bless him, was like pro CrossFit, pro lifting, even heavy weights. And and their basic recommendation was, uh, I don't want you doing anything more than th- a heavy three rep for the yeah. for the foreseeable future when they go back. Which that was extremely cool coming from a physician as well. This is somebody who sure. had actually something going on with their heart. So if we're talking about a healthy forty-six-year-old mm. male, you know, doing CrossFit for three years again, unless I'm missing some sort of special circumstance, I'm struggling to find a reason as yeah. to why appropriately challenging yourself with a heavy single is, is not outside the realm of not only acceptable you know but we've done shows in this before let's be honest lifting heavy is mission critical if you're truly looking to be broad general and inclusive with your fitness and as well-rounded as possible those are days that will be missed if you don't if you don't embrace them so if you can do them safely by absolutely you know go for it here's something else which is on topic yet slightly off topic. Somebody left another comment which said very not random should be called Pat and Boz go down rabbit holes instead of very not random. <laughs> I, I accept this. <laughs> totally. Um, but that's this, where the good stuff is. Come yes, on. yes, yes. <laughs> this is not meant so, again, tone and framing and all this. This is not supposed to be a, a slight at the gentleman's friend. But sure. here's the problem that I think face so many people out there in the world, right, is You've got this friend who is credentialed and in an, you know in the industry, so to speak, or in the game, and and has you know a degree hanging on the wall that this gentleman doesn't, and waves the caution flag, and, and it gives pause. I can see how that happens. Sure. The problem is whatever side of pick your issue. You should deadlift at this age. You shouldn't. You should eat gluten. You shouldn't eat gluten. Well, pick your issue. You can find the credentialed individual from academia that strongly supports one side or strongly supports the other. And you can find them all day long. And they're all wonderfully reputable. So it leaves a lot of people in the middle going like, uh, I, I, what do I do? I, I'm lost. What do I do? And so mm-hmm. that, that has to be said there. It's, you know, it's great. Your, your friend obviously has concern for you as a good friend should. So that's, so that's great. But that concern and as odd as it might be, even that credential doesn't mean that he's correct, you know, and, and yeah. it, it may every now and then, but my point is that just blanketly does not mean that, yes, that's always correct because there's a lot of wonderful stuff that comes out of academia that's spot on. And there's a lot of stuff that's just archaic and wrong, you know, and so we need well, to kind of sift through all of that. Yeah. And I'll, I'll offer a couple of, uh, pieces for consideration maybe on the other side um number one i think that it's funny where people put these magical properties into specific numbers you know like a one rep max does not have a magical property that somehow a two rep max is going to be more protective Mm -hmm. of anything um yeah sure the argument can be made that the absolute load will be a little bit higher on a one versus two rep max and therefore the performance envelope is going to be a little tighter, fine, I get that. 
But to say that there is going to be this significant safety increase uh, doing any sort of heavy weight from a one to two to three, I think is a little dubious at best. Um, secondarily, I've also heard that um, they are, oh, excuse me here. Uh, I've also had plenty of people that I've talked to over the years who are prominent coaches of strength sports, uh, people I've read online, people I've read books from, um, all of those different voices in the room. There's plenty of people that believe rep maxes and higher reps performed to fatigue are much more dangerous than low rep heavy weights for the purpose or for the, the reason that you are fatigued towards the end of the set. And it's that fatigue that is more likely to put you in a position of injury. Whereas something like a one, two, three, five rep max is not enough cumulative fatigue for you to really get out of position. And furthermore, when you're doing those really heavy reps, the mindset is I have to be really tight. I have to be in the specific position. The focus is laser beam, uh, like right on that precise movement. And for that reason, you are more, maybe not definitively, but there's a, a higher likelihood that you're going to you know, take it seriously, that you're not going to be out of position. So there's plenty of people that don't buy that argument of, um, you know, lighter reps at high, or lighter weights at higher reps is inherently safer. Sure, it can be just if you're only examining load. But if you think about fatigue and what fatigue is going to do inevitably to your technique and, you know, follow that bouncing ball, there is an argument to be made on the other side as well. So... Dang it, Bosman. That's exactly yeah. what I had here. I said, oh, okay. I, no, you're great. But I literally said, you know, in and it wasn't mentioned in Charlie's comments. So so maybe it would be if I had him here and I could have a face-to-face conversation. But there was mention of the friend being concerned about the one rep. But I wrote down, you know, is your, your friend's worried about you? Is he worried about you doing a 10 rep max? Because yeah, exactly. for exactly yeah. those things, if your true 10 rep max is 315 pounds, and it's a true 10 rep, I'm here to tell you, I know what reps 7, 8, 9, and 10 yep. feel like and how every muscle and in your probably body look like. is just quivering yeah. and shaking. Your central nervous system is just going haywire because it is it is a maximal lift at that point. And like you said, sure. not just a maximal lift, but you're at the end of the 10 rep and the fatigue is real and the technique it wants to degrade and every fiber of your being is trying to resist that degradation and hold your body in the proper mechanics. This, a, a 10 rep max is no laughing matter. <laughs> no, yeah. For, for well, sure. And, and on that too, so uh, the magical thinking about numbers works in other ways as well. You know, like there's no magic between a one and a two necessarily in terms of absolute safety. It's going to be relatively the same thing. Um, but... I would also argue, and this is maybe in favor of your the friend's recommendation, is that like if you're somebody who is just a general enthusiast and you were to exclude one rep maxes as a rule of thumb, there's still plenty of strength work to be done from threes and fives oh, and other sure. reps. Teams. Yeah. And you're still gonna push things you're out. You're still lifting for a, heavy. Yeah. For a generalist, you're gonna have plenty of the benefit that you would have otherwise. And um, frankly, you're probably not gonna miss it too much. And I, you know, for that reason, I wouldn't get too hung up on this either way. If it's a, if it's a hard and fast thing, like you said, there's an underlying medical condition. One rep maxes are just out of the question. Fine. You know what? There's plenty of work to be done elsewhere. 
Um, but if it's not, and you're engaging in something regularly, you're building up the tolerance to, uh, to continue to lift. This isn't something that you just jump into willy nilly once every six months or so, then yeah, I think you're going to be just fine. And an interesting, you know, one of the defining characteristics of, of functional movements is basically safety even beyond post one rep max sure. lows, which is why for most of us, if your deadlift is, let's just say it's 315 pounds, and that's really your one rep max, you know that it's 315 pounds because you tried to lift 320 and it didn't go up. You know, yeah, and, exactly. And, an ambulance didn't come and drive you away. You know, yeah. you were okay. You know, you lifted smartly and you tried to lift it and it didn't go up. So there's, you know, functional movements, proper sound mechanics. There's a lot of, you know, just inherent safety in in that, you know, and, and, and you sure. know, properly done. And I'll, I'll give a real life example on something that you touched on before, which is, you know, we have to almost define what do we mean by a one rep max or a heavy single, <laughs> heavy singles up to some interpretation. And I'll say is, you know, using myself as an example, I have done, you know, over the course of the last 16 plus years of CrossFit, I've, I've had some days that I would be proud to share with everyone because they make me look intelligent and some days that I'm going to bury in the closet and, you know, hope that they never <laughs> see the light of day. And I've done one rep maxes that, you know, took me darn near 10 seconds to finish the lift, you know? And these days at where I am in my fitness journey, that's not what my one rep maxes look like, yep. you know, with eyeballs bulging out of my heads. There's like this quivering point around the knee where it's like, is it, is it, is it going to continue to go up? The bar looks like it almost stopped. Okay, it's going back up again. That's, that's, not, that's not how I roll these days. These days, you know, my, on a, if I'm doing a seven by one deadlift, for example, I just work up to on that day what is very heavy for me and very challenging for me with the utmost emphasis on properly executing the lift. And I complete the lift, I put it back down. And you know, if I say to myself, like, wow, that was a really hard lift. I, mm. I think I got a little bit more. I generally leave it there and and don't just go that, eh, I think I could be a hero today. Like I don't, yeah. I don't cash in the hero card. I lift very heavy, very challenging, and it's a darn tough single. And that yeah. these days is what my one rep looks like and i think there's a difference between as vague as this is um hard and nervous and what i mean by that is if if the lift was like a really hard lift great that's a successful day if i put a little bit more weight on the bar and i go ooh i'm <laughs> i'm suddenly nervous that this might not be a good idea i think i can get it but i'm not quite sure ah, i I, I generally go, nah, not going to do that. And I back it back down. And life's been phenomenal, you know? So, yeah. Well, that's a great point, too. I mean, if we're reading between the lines here, if we have an athlete who's 46 years old, just started CrossFit a couple of years ago, it seems unlikely to me that this is a person who is only training and has no other life responsibilities. <laughs> right, and so right. if you do have other life responsibilities, you have a job and a family and, you know, other things going on in your life, which most of us do, um, there are variables that are going to be out of your control when you get into the gym. And sometimes they're easy to dismiss. And people want to believe that the objective number that was in the notebook last time is the only 
critical factor, and it's not. There are plenty of other reasons that what felt heavy the other day may not be possible today. <laughs> oh, sure. And you have to adjust based on on today's reality versus you know last session, and and that's totally valid. So, I think if you've got that in mind and you enter into it that way, um, you know you're, you're going to be good to go. Uh, one other thing I'll mention, you kind of jogged my memory there, is um, I think this was a Mike Bergener approach. Uh, you know, hats off to uh, Coach Bergener mm-hmm. who introduced many of us Legend. to, uh, yeah, it's Olympic lifting style training. And anyway, great, great coach. Look him up if, you, if you're not familiar. Um, but he used to say all the time that if you PR, you're done. Like mm-hmm. that's that. If I've got, to your example, you got a seven by one lifting day you know, sets two, three, four, you're ramping up, you PR on set five, you get like a five pound PR, you're like, awesome. But I've still got two reps left. His hard and fast rule, I I don't know if this is still true, but at least back in the day it was, it's like, that's it, shut it down. You did what you were supposed to do. There's nothing to gain by trying to get greedy at this point. Mm -hmm. Something obviously was going right. You did more than you've ever done objectively take it as a win and come back and do it again later. Um, Live to fight another day. Absolutely. And especially for those of us that are, you know, seasoned, a little more seasoned than, than some of the young bucks, uh, should we say. Yes. Agreed. You know, um, he had some other line totally off topic, completely off topic. Just, you know, Bergner has so many great, fantastic lines. He's marching around barking at people. (laughs) Yeah. You know, obviously he's, a phenomenal Olympic lifting coach and always trying to make people lift better. I mean, that's the individual's passion, but he had some funny line where somebody did some massive snatch. It was like, you know, a 300 pound snatch, let's say, and this was many years ago. And he's like, he's like, here's a question for you. What do you say to somebody with a 300 pound snatch and an early arm bend? And everyone's giving those cues. And he goes, I say, nice lift. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> you're, you're doing something uh, right. You may have a little bit of that, an early arm bend, but holy cow. Um, yeah, that was the again, hallmark of his coaching. And I think something that was really great was uh, his directness and simplicity. And people would critique him sometimes, I think, if they weren't understanding of the, the depth of knowledge he had of weightlifting, they would see that and at first blush say, oh, well, he's just a very simple coach. It's like, no, Mm -hmm. no, no, no. He has distilled it down into what you need to hear now. And he's made a decision as to what is the most important thing to focus on now. And just because he's not overwhelming you with 18 different things, don't take that as a a lack of um, understanding. Yeah, exactly. So it's just funny how people I remember going to his, his seminar spending the day um so, you know for some reason after his the seminar he didn't identify me to go to like the olympic lifting team or whatnot but <laughs> but anyway uh he just worked me over maybe with next PVC. Year, Pat, <laughs> Wor- worked me over with a pvc pipe like one of yeah. those days where i w- couldn't believe how sore i was from just mi- lifting that darn pvc pipe and just holding positions all day long holy cow so anyway yeah well charlie i hope that helps you my friend i I think I can speak for you as well. I really enjoy these user submitted oh, yeah. uh, questions. It's it's my uh, pleasure to ideally share. Again, I've done a lot of things wrong over the years, but I've been very blessed and fortunate to rub elbows with a lot of people smarter than me and, and whatnot. And to, to share any of that with, with people and hopefully help their fitness journey is, is something very cool. So keep the questions coming. You know, we're, we're happy to get them. So as we always say, 
if you've got a question, if you've got a topic, if something's on your mind, um, go to the BTWB YouTube channel, post it in the comments, let us know what you think. If you have it, you know, hey, this is just what what Boz and I think. We've been wrong before, we'll be wrong again. <laughs> if you strongly disagree with the stance or you have some other information that might help Charlie in this question about deadlifting and one rep maxes, post it down there in the comments. Let's have an open exchange of, of information. You know, we don't have the keys to the kingdom here. So as always, for Adrian Bosman, I'm Pat Sherwood. Thanks for your support, and we will see you next time.